It's Friday night and it's weekender time once more. And on this week's show, we have some epic news from Warlord Games as Block Mania hits the streets of Mega City 1. We also take a look at the deep creatures from Kings of War Armada and check out an indie that is the bomb. On top of all of that, one lucky viewer will be in with a chance to win a GCPS versus Vermin Dead Zone 3rd Edition starter set. If you want to win this fantastic sci-fi skirmish prize, then you need to be a subscriber to the channel, pop a comment below, and if you can share us around as well, that really helps us out. Otherwise, sit back and relax, because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Weekender. I'm joined by Ben, John, and Lloyd Yo. as we take a meander through the week's gaming news that's caught mm. our eye. Mm. I hope you've got extra fat this week. Might do. You don't know. Mm. You, you're storing up ahead of uh, Lent. Starting is that what it is? It was Fat Thursday yesterday. I've still got <laughs> donuts left over because I like to call it Donut Day. <laughs> this is a this is a holiday I've inherited from my missus. I love it. Something important then, is it? It's going there's a, a specific Thursday where you need to pile the pounds on. Yeah, it's like their version of Pancake Tuesday, which is next week. Mm, and she's practicing how to make the pancakes. So mm. <laughs> I'm well sorted. Go out some pancakes. <laughs> like most things in life, though, I I feel it's probably best not to limit yourself to one day. Every Thursday can be Fat Thursday if you truly believe. <laughs> Very true. So yeah. be how I break that one down. Mm. And now now I'm feeling very hungry. Well, yeah, stop eating, Lloyd. Well, I'm also very fat as well, so it doesn't really. Just back all the way, back home, be anyway. Uh, it's not the only thing that's happening this week, despite what Lloyd may be trying to tell you with his uh, his donutty goodness. There, uh, we've also had uh, the first peek at Maladum. Oh yes, uh, cool. which is the new fantasy dungeon crawler um mm -hmm. so bit of a let's play um where myself and colin from battle systems ran through the first scenario in a little sort of linked campaign so you can check the let's play out now uh and they even have a bit of a rules preview and some sort of faqs attached uh if people have been wondering whether or not it's just a fantasy version of core space um mechanically it's similar but, but it's so much more. Yeah, well, that's what they say there. So anybody who's not familiar with what they do, mm. <laughs> all this is pre-coloured card terrain. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And this comes in, like, have they got a starter box for this then with all this in it? They will do. They will be they, when they hit Kickstarter, yeah. They've got fantasy stuff already um, that's available through the Battle Systems range, but Maladum is, is going to be a new dungeon crawler game. Um, so expect to see a couple more Let's Plays coming in the next month or so. Uh, in the run-up to the actual campaign launching. Um, but yeah, if you've uh, seen Battle Systems work before, you'll know kind of where they're at. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's fascinating. Uh, I like I like the idea behind it. 
I dislike my execution of plans on the tabletop. <laughs> there is an awful lot of, if I do this and this, and then, oh, I've done these in the wrong I order. Have oh, I've, oh, I've, oh, I shouldn't have leapt that chasm. Oh, dear. It's a swing and a miss. Uh, but yeah, some interesting, interesting gameplay mechanics. And I really like the design of some of the uh, creatures and characters that are going to be coming for Maldum as well. So worth keeping an eye out if you fancy a bit of the old fantastical and yeah dungeon crawlers are always fun especially with those little things i don't know if i'd be plucking them apart every time i think whole sections would just get glued together and put in a box thus defeating the whole point very useful yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know that's that's where i'm at with uh, life in general i dislike having to do things more than once i've put this together once does it still have to opening the chests to find out what's inside oh, the thing? Oh, yeah. Not just oh, chests, perfect. pushing oh. the lids off uh, coffins and sarcophagi oh. and, and all sorts. Are you yeah, playing so. together or against each other? Um, technically, it's co-op slash solo. Um, and then there's AI mechanics for the beasties. Although yeah. when we were playing to make life easier and because he was explaining Colin just moved all the bad guys and stuff and rolled the dice <laughs> for them. So it felt like I was playing against him. Although he kept telling me uh it was co-op i really he was just doing that but i i feel like he was just uh giving me the equivalent <laughs> of a thunder punch to the throat just out of badness um, yeah. i will be your dungeon master. i will be your dungeon yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you could do this and this i won't do that oh, i should have done that probably Colin. anyway like, <laughs> but yeah um, worth keeping an eye out for that in future like i say there's a couple more coming and you can sort of see how the uh the dungeon crawl works and the character progression kicks off as well which is always good nice Always good to see. But now it's time to kick off the show properly with the most important part, the Indie of the Week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This week's Indie of the Week. I'm going to celebrate that with a bit of donut. (laughs) Is Bombshell Miniatures. (laughs) Uh, See how I'm just ignoring you, Lloyd? Don't ask me anything. uh, I won't. (laughs) I 100% will not ask you anything at all. Um, so Lloyd, what's your favorite favorite one in bombshell miniatures? Then is it, uh, is it is these things? What <laughs> Drake Faster, Master Cape Man, Master Cape. Um, <laughs> so bombshell, I think we looked at last year from a 3D printing point I of think view. That was the way that we approached it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to point out the physical side of bombshell because there's a lot going on and uh, a few bits and pieces that are in the offing. It's been here for a while. It? <laughs> it has. It has been here for a while. So the biggest by far are the babes, uh, which we will check out forthwith. Uh, but they have a couple of other ranges there. So uh, Chibi and Critterkins are kind of fluffy, cartoonish, interesting things that you can play with. Uh, Counterblast is their uh, atomic ray punk, I think is the phrase. So yeah. if you think Saturday morning um, serial, sort of your Flash Gordons, Captain your Bucky Dares, your <laughs> Captain Bucky O'Hare and the Righteous Indignation, all of that. Um, sidekicks are, as you would imagine, sidekicks, some of them bigger than others. In fact, let's start with the sidekicks and we can we can go from there. So... These sidekicks are, as you can see, uh, superhero-esque sidekicks. So might be a She-Hulk. So styling. what are they delivering? Are they delivering a 3D printed miniature nope. to you? Oh, yes. No, maybe. It depends. It's complicated. <laughs> we'll get into that more in a minute. Um, 
the the site has been going for a while and when we hit the babes you'll see they're nearly all metal wow. counter blast are mostly metal but they're phasing out metal in favor of um 3d printed uh, miniatures That's but so they cool. also have some miniatures that are resin cast as Ooh. in two-part polyurethane and then pressure cooked yeah. um but yeah we have the the sort of the superhero sidekick theme mm -hmm. but you've also got sidekicks in the way of little teeny tiny things that accompany stuff so where you've got uh, a very i'm trying to remember her name in aquaman mira mira, mira that's yeah. the one yeah uh you've got a a couple of superhero styles but then here's one of the the more sort of counter blast now you can see tilly in all her 3d printedness with her jetpacks and and zappy zoom ray gun that, that is a proper uh, old school ray gun I oh god know. yeah yeah <laughs> there's a lot to be said for old school ray guns you'll see some of them in um some of the other sections later on they sell like yeah. little sprues of ray guns and stuff and you too is, can make great. one at home using a hairdryer <laughs> <laughs> or uh what you call those things hot glue gun or a hot glue gun, hot yeah. Glue yeah. Gun. <laughs> but the other sidekicks, these ones, these are my real favourites. Um, oh, when you're looking at things adorable. like, you know, when you're looking at things like Doom Bunny, I mean, why would you not have a Doom Bunny <laughs> if you can have a Doom Bunny? Uh, and is the this whole... the Chibi range? We're in no, still... oh no, no, that no, this, this is, is just sidekicks, this is just sidekicks. Yeah. Sidekicks can be anything from, um little robots or droids or imps aliens things pets cats mm. um space monkeys there's all sorts of stuff and you know in some cases they do just look like little fun whimsical things that they've added in for for their own personal amusement and other ones then have sort of progressed into the main range so there was a oh. like a little mini space brain bug squid um and now you can get whole units of them for counter blast yeah. so it's, i don't know it's, about this guy this guy's easy to beat you just step on his toe <laughs> oh no he's exposed himself there ah that's the always way the way all zen masters just step on their toes <laughs> <laughs> mm. i quite like i quite like these because when you're you're looking through them obviously fantasy warmer fantasy years ago you used to have whole ranges of tiny little um sidekick slash minions or uh um, familiars and things magical like familiars yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, um, the eye slug is cool oh the eye slug's just yeah. it's just creeping creeping unknown why did you bring it into the ship you idiot <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. Did somebody deliberately bring it into the ship or did it just creep in when you open you know, yeah. like a squirrel through a doorway? Just That's to, weird. Just when it gets itchy, scratching itself with its own mouth. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it's always good. Speaking of Bucky O'Hare, there's Buckshot, the jackalope. Buckshot, the jackalope. I mean, it's close. Yeah, it's, it's close. It is, it is pretty close. close. No cigar. Well, <laughs> be like that then. Be like did that. Did Bucky O'Hare have a cigar? No, 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 because no. <laughs> I was sitting thinking, I don't remember having a cigar. <laughs> but these, I, get the, what, I get what you mean now. The, the little space chimps. That's so cool. I love that. <clears throat> There's a whole range of these spacey characters that have clear, uh, like perspex bubbles oh, for wow, the space suits, yeah. uh, and they're just great. And it's just like, oh, never get rid of those because oh. they are 100% well, excellent. I would love to do a, a Stargrave scenario 
where your um your crews have been sent to a planet because there's like a down ship there and mm-hmm. they think that it might have like things that you can loot from it and it's actually one of those old 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 spaceships from the first days of space travel that has some of the monkey crew in it and then you <laughs> they run off with like that's the, the, the relics and stuff yeah so are they dead are they dead monkey crew no they're still alive and they're oh, that's okay. with all your relics so you've got that's them. okay so yeah, yeah i was picturing of a completely different type of scenario there oh, don't obviously want, don't want to don't want a board of dead monkeys <laughs> be frozen like uh gil gerard was in buck rogers uh-huh, yeah. just and then thought out years later Oh, and, mad. and then everybody just kills them off. But yeah, the space pets are, are just absolutely class. I, I just love they them. Are I love the whole idea behind it. The tiny little um tiny little dinosaurs and other bits and bobs are just delightful as well. Mm-hmm. And I have absolutely no idea what I would use a lot of these things for. But I'd one, use that, that one as a dinosaur. That doesn't mean I would find a, a, a reason for them because these are tiny. But I do have a whole range <laughs> of Conan 15 mil figures, oh. at which point these tiny dinosaur sidekicks become Suddenly become actual become <laughs> better sized for my tiny little 15 mil. Oh. Uh, because there's like a Stegosaurus and, and stuff like that as well. Oh, so. there's a whole range. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see more of those. Where did we find more dinosaurs? Oh, you're... terrible thing. There's a Oi. Warfare Wombat. Giant doo doo, that would be oh good. Oh my god, warfare wombat, wombat's yep. amazing. Here's the camel from the beer ads. <laughs> Pint of heart and a packet of dates. What's that? Helper sore. Look at him coming at you like Cleopatra. There's bags on the back. Do you have a those satchels with grenades? <laughs> Helper sore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're a little stegosaur. I mean, oh, I could see adorable. I could see Conan cutting the head off that. I mean, adorable. <laughs> that's savage. That's the that's the impish grin a stegosaur gives you just before it has your leg off. I'm about to kill you with my spikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a homicidal maniac. Can I really kill you, Conan? <laughs> then I would just lay the head in. Anyway, so yeah. Herbivore at home, predator outside. So there's a, a whole range of tiny little impy sidekicks, which are just delightful uh what do you want chibi, to see chibi. do you want to see chibi stuff okay you, you'd be like that i'll open the i'm not really thing. into chibi but i'm hoping to see a chibi cabra in here oh my god i hate you so much eh a chibi cabra that'd be awesome no. yeah we get we get it lord yeah <laughs> we, we all hear you just none of us want to comment on it you could do you'd hate me for it oh no not at all I'm regretting uh, well, this. These are too chibi for me. <laughs> you asked for chibi, and you, asked, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got chibi. You can't get more chibi than this, as you can I see. I forgot how are... big heads are on chibi. Because oh, <laughs> because what you do then, John, is you see the uh, the cowgirl that we had there. Yeah, you would then put her up against somebody from the Critterkins. Mm. You two could have Dead Man's Hand playing out. No, oh with my god, Flint Beastwood. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness the puns the oh god yeah puns. oh i mean why would you not if you if you could do it why would you not do it um so as you can yeah. see the critterkins are again they're not all of them are chibi but a lot of them are so you get so this you can go to the gaming table the fistful of furries bam as he said a bam that looks like one of those i want to say is it a big daddy because that was a wrestler from, to me but uh from the video game Bioshock. Bioshock. <laughs> Bioshock. Right. Okay. See? 
Big yeah. Daddy's wrinkly ass, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible thing. Uh, this is piles. Oh, <laughs> oh gotta push, push that out of my mind. Push I that think out. Lloyd's had too much sugar. He's too many donuts, It's very much. Somebody fetched the insulin. He needs to be calmed down. Oh, Managara, the Viking wolf, is cool as well. I like that character. That's neat. Yeah. I mean, these, these along with the, they have a 75 mil range of like four or five big models and some busts make really just nice painting projects. Yeah. Even if you're not yeah, planning yeah. on playing yeah. with them per se. I have painted some bombshell way oh, back. Yeah. Way, way back. Wow. Um, yeah. And I wore the, I, I think on a few of our early weekenders, I wore their t shirt and they kept screenshotting me wearing their t shirt on the weekender and going, look. <laughs> He likes our stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, like, oh, yeah, I remember having Bombshell as a creepy stalker for a while. <laughs> nice. if, if only these guys could do Disney's flipping Robin Hood. Oh, it'd be amazing. When, how only... long before that drops out of copyright? <laughs> no, uh, I, I, not long enough. I think uh, was this be 2040 or thereabouts. It's like 100 years on copyright. Wow. The bewitching cat. Yep. There it, would be the, the, it would be the, the eyes that I would have a real issue. I don't think I could do the eyes properly without. I think you're thinking weird. they're more complicated than they are because those eyes are pretty big. It's not like painting normal miniature eyes. I There's guess. quite a canvas there to paint on. Yeah, it's it's black with a yellow half circle and a white dot. I suppose. Yeah, I just have I, I have this whole some eyeliner. I, I'd make them looking and really like odd. <laughs> you were saying you were saying last week, Ben, talking about using paint pens. I mean, there's, there's a yeah, true, yeah. Just use paper for it. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, oh, yeah. I I hate that you've brought me back onto Bombshell's website because I'm you're, like, you're welcome. I'm gonna start buying again. Uh, the, well, the counterblast is amazing and stuff. We'll, we'll look at that. Shall we go? Shall we go? Oh, let's go to Let's go to counterblast. Okay. So counterblast is is their uh, big sci-fi game, mm -hmm. uh, which is also getting a RPG in, in the, the not too future, distant, yeah. yeah, using Savage By, Worlds, yes, yeah. yeah, by Kickstarter, I think, soon. So. Yeah, um, and this is this is why I'm saying it's complicated, Lloyd. So these are all metal, but the mm -hmm. metal are being retired, um, but they're being replaced, not yes, just, not phased out. So they're replacing it in two ways. Uh, one is oh, they are being phased out. <laughs> yes, no. yeah, the, the, Maybe, the range, the range, the range isn't being phased out. Once yeah. again, it's complicated. Um, so we looked at their three D printing stuff a while ago, um, and what they've done is because it'll be in here somewhere, won't it? There'll be like a thing that says three D printing. Is there is that, is that word somewhere that I'm completely the, missing? Digital STL. Oh, there we go. So what they've done is. They've sculpted a lot of the new stuff as straight digital um, files. However, older stuff uh, has been 3D scanned from the old metal sculpts. Oh, so okay. while some of the lines have gone away or will be going away, those particular sculpts may be replaced by new digital versions. However, the old style sculpt will, is, is going to be available courtesy of the, the STL. So they'll be in here somewhere. And it, will say, and it will say on it that, you know, these are 3D scans. I think it says actually so 3D so scans kind of, of the metal. You kind of back the range up, did you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So these ones may disappear at some point, um, which is a terrible thing. Because, you know, why would you not want a giant space squid? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that, that was it because when I was looking at the little Edo swarmlings uh, a while ago, and I was going, what do they remind me? They remind me of something, and I couldn't place it. And then I'm just sitting there, I'm thinking, Galaxy Quest, the time when they come into the room to put the, <laughs> exactly to put the stuff into the cruisers, <laughs> the universal translators, and they're all holding like tools and stuff in their little creepy tentacle hands before they turn on their uh, their uh, humanizer. Humanizer, yeah, yeah, their, their little hologram thing. But they, and again, this, the, I think the first Edu Swarmling was a companion. And then at some point, somebody went, just you, you know, of them. That's so cool. I love those. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's what I like about alien races. They don't all have to be humanoid. You, yeah, uh, yeah. You don't, you don't yeah. need the tiny pointy ears or bridge of the nose. It's got a little twiddly bit on it. Um, like TV but, series, you can go for... Star Trek method. Bakshi of... <laughs> mad, yeah. It's a yeah. human, but with a ridge. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I mean, if you want to do a space shark in a in a bubbly helmet, then do a, a, a bipedal humanoid space shark in a bubbly helmet. Because, you know, why not? You can see space He'll shark bitey face better. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I see what you did there. I didn't want to, but I seen it. If I it's do not that, safe to go back into... I don't think you'd ever water. you'd ever meet a space shark, though. Right? Well, well you know, but we, what? Because what? Huh? they're water creatures. Water creatures can't make fire, and therefore they can't make technology. You say that, but in a world of laser rubbing, guns, have you tried rubbing seaweed together <laughs> long enough? It might combust. Yeah. There's no way to tell it won't. Also, what's that is so cool. I love that model. It's amazing. It reminds me of Street Sharks, and Street Sharks was great. So, if you say so. <laughs> so the uh the uh space sharks does anybody remember space precinct yeah was that not the very very look of the uh space I precinct think, cult? i think i think it was kind of i'm uh, having vague memories i remember the show and i'm troubling it, a picture in it <laughs> it, would be, it would be easier if he spoke because if he had a dodgy irish accent we'd know it's definitely the alien from space precinct <laughs> the chief o'hara in space bug-eyed freak anyway um but yeah Such some of the cool alien races are particularly cool yeah. Yeah. oh yeah it looks a lot like him but his eyes oh it looks a lot like the chief yeah, yeah. you should look that up <laughs> <laughs> maybe later um so yeah the ido fellini which sounds like an italian filmmaker um it does. Famous for his spaghetti westerns. Famous for his spaghetti westerns <laughs> and Atomic Grey Punk. But look at that. It's just a winged space head thing coming at yeah. you. You wouldn't want a flock of them coming at you. That, that, would be the, that would be the point in the episode where they're just crawling around on, on the floor and you're like, ah, they can't get they can't get to us. They're too slow. And then they start I, flying. <laughs> can you see the, the size comparison to a 28 oh, mil figure there? I like this. Yeah. This would be an awesome transport system. <laughs> just over your head and fly, <laughs> and then just drop you. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that is one hundred percent how that works. Furrier Terranid gargoyles, yes. <laughs> flying chiropractors. Just yeah, he's exciting. He does right. Oh, he's uh, big. Is that a twenty-eight mil? Yep. Beside him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now we're talking big beasties. So I imagine cool. there's a tiny little Idafini brain bug in there. Yeah, away. there is. Yeah, but it looks like a guy with hands, though. No, oh, no, that's no, just tentacles, got, right? Tentacles. Oh, that's just the wee tentacle stuff. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Look, 
I just love it. I love it so much. They have, they have done a lovely classic Thank rocket ship style thing. They have, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's it's. I think you can get the STL of it, but resin at resin, it's like two hundred and fifty dollars or something. But it's enormous. Uh, and I'm just looking at it going. Oh, it would look so I always good on my table. I, I always wanted to paint it like the ship from the Grand Day Out. The Wallace and Gromit. Yes. Ones. So in like so rusty orange. Rusty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that would work. It's it's very much that sort of style. So there are little um, weapon sprues kicking around with things looking not dissimilar to Klingon battles and stuff like that. But yeah. If you go to the, is, cool. the, is it, is there like the, the characters in gear one? That's the one. And the robots and vehicles. I think those are two. Yes. Because they give you the kind of characters that you'd use for your cruising counterblast but you could also i've seen a lot of people using these for the likes of stargrave and things that we mentioned earlier oh five parsecs all of it oh uh, yeah everything Everything and their dog when you get right down to it uh oh there's the the battlethy type things but oh there's mali that's the character i painted it is yeah i remember that now you remember yeah Yeah. Mm. on the top picture i thought i seen a bolchinian but it's not no, it's not. No, the, the <laughs> giant eye. No, the one with the giant boobs. I thought it was a Boltinian. <laughs> go on, you know you want to. Go on, Sorry. scroll up. Scroll up. No, right up the top picture. There you go, far left. Boltinian. Nope. <laughs> All right, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but the giant eye on the top. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a the giant yeah. eye. <laughs> different anatomy, though. Different anatomy. Thanks for derailing this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> says that it's a very that hairstyle is so it's all <laughs> <on> brand <laughs> well yeah i mean it's screaming i would say it's screaming um blade runner except there is actually a blade runner styly model so there are, yeah yeah, that's uh, true. yeah it's a blade runner power ranger <laughs> the, the pink ranger if she was in uh blade runner. A, a blending that people won't be expecting on a 1950s art deco yeah. yep yeah, because the the their like initial crew was the one that they represented as was it the Lancers, wasn't it? And then yeah. they kind of added in, which because because the Lancers were the, their idea of kind of like the brown coats, essentially, I, I guess, really of like the their bombshell world where they were kind of just a bunch Cyber-brains. of mercenaries and all that kind of thing. And then they had the security um, additions and all that kind of stuff as well. So yeah, the robot uprising. Yeah. Put your cyber brain into your robot machine and off you go. <laughs> a good time is had by all, except by anybody who has to deal with robots with cyber brain stuffed into them. Yeah, yeah this freaks me out. This is a bit too like Kane from Robocop 2. True. That starts to freak me out. The whole brainless thing, bodiless brain, oh, freaks me out. You say freaks you out, but I mean, they're class. They're really class. I also like the fact that you just pick up the plastic domes and they do a couple of different types. So they do so completely you just encapsulated the head, just whatever you've got. Yeah. Front facing, mm-hmm. if you will, um, because they're really, really nice to have. What a nice little section of stuff. Yeah. Mm. And then the robots and vehicles. There's the ship. Yeah. Although it's one of the smaller ones. Or is well, that, that the STL file version? No, that's, that's, that? that's just one of the little small ones because you can see the scaling there. Oh, so. yeah. Um, it was a for, bigger one on the page. Perfect for billions. Oh yeah, it's further ah, down. That's oh, we'll the get to tactical it. scale. Shit, mm. I see for, for your ship to ship combat. Yeah, you two can make one out of a cabbage cream egg. <laughs> <laughs> creme. It's it's creme egg. It's not yeah. anyway. 
Yeah, you, you say whatever you like. Sunny Jumbo, I know a cream egg when I see one. Although nobody will be seeing one, didn't like 200,000 of them get stolen recently? Nobody's seen a cabbage cream egg this year. Bots, cool. so many bots. I also like the fact the that a lot of them have uh, the little tagline in with them, um, explaining oh. what it is, where they come from. That's, you know, giving you this underpassed oh, in universe. Yeah, getting some real space rama stuff. Now yeah. that is so the future rama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's the delivery ship. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. But that's when you see. Wow. You know, totally unnecessary. I love it. Brilliant. Oh, I want two, please. I can't, I can't have two, though. Not so very cool. So very cool. And these. Look, whoever was responsible for the Book of Bubbly Feet, this is what a <laughs> biker gang should look like on tattoo, <laughs> not space mods. Bloody space mods. Can't, I mean, makes you nostalgic for the days when rockers would beat them up. But they're, they're really, cool. really nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's bound to be tons of games that will use them, even if you're not into the Counter Blast itself. Mm. Which I'm curious as to see what the system for Counter Blast is. Yeah, I'd love to actually give it a go. It's been around for so long, mm. and yet not I've not I've never really dived properly into it. And it seemed like something that I should definitely. <clears throat> well, I'm pretty sure this is the second edition now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's been sort of upgraded and and tweakulated. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, as well, Savage Worlds is a system as a role playing game that also works as like a. Is there someone beeping a horn outside your place, Ben? Is Every it? Time ben yeah. talks. <laughs> yeah. It's a beep. <laughs> I'll just wait until that's gone. Just try to beat him. Wow, they're really impatient. That's still going. <laughs> don't worry, Ben. We can't hear it as long as that's you don't okay. talk. Yeah. Cool. Just well, <laughs> as I was going to say, interestingly, Savage Worlds as a role play system also has been designed so that you can play it with miniatures as a miniatures game. So you could always oh, yeah. use Savage Worlds as a miniatures game within their miniatures game if you really wanted to, which is that's cool. So, yeah, very nice. And the tiny, I don't know where they could be from. Hey! <laughs> the mini bot set. I mean... Paint, paint them canary yellow and away you go. Away you go, indeed. Well, we can see how they've been painted. See? Oh, oh, they look a lot like the um dude from Return to Odds. Oh, Where TikTok man, TikTok. They they, they also kind of look like the robots from the Smash Potato ads. Yes, because <laughs> they've all got the Canadian <laughs> look with the mouth halfway down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor Mash gets Mash. That's one for the kids in the audience. Oh, they've also got a little bit of Bash. He's not included in them too. Mm. Oh yeah, that's what it looks like too, with the little feet. But anyway. So yeah, Counter Blast has some excellent, excellent pieces in there. And there's a whole rake of various alien races um, that are a little bit different from the norm. Things like the Nerians, where all the fighting's done by the women uh, and the blokes are weedy merchants and stuff. Um, <laughs> which is just, you know, I, I just like, I like the idea of the, the sort of the space Amazon type. That's know, cool. Running around the place and stabbing people up. It's very Raquel Welsh. Or Raquel. All right. <laughs> RIP. RIP. Yeah. Um, beyond the sci fi-isms of Counterblast, uh, the biggest range is the babes. And these are just 
absolutely chock filled with fantastic character models. Uh, some of which you may have seen as we scouted through, but Dusty you know, other ones lurking in amongst them. Megan, the swashbuckler, buckling all the swash. Uh, and this is uh, Dusty Page. There we go. That's cool. Really nice. Rocking a repeater rifle as well. Very good for Daughters of the West, for Dead Matan, just say. Yeah. <laughs> With all the repeating rifles, all of them. Uh, but again, the, the range of models is just stonking. Oh, my God, there's, that's cool. There's the regular version <laughs> of that little chibi one. Yeah. With the big daddy I'm helmet. Now, yeah, I'm only now seeing that it's a diving suit. Yeah. Mm. Or like yeah. a Martian Rather than big daddy's or... ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just the worst all of you are the worst <laughs> uh, uh, i can't take you anywhere there are a pair of absolutely stonking samurai there's this one cool which is very over the top that um naganada as well the back is very chunky uh but my favorite has got to be the one on i think it's just the next page a clever man would have broken these all up there we go oh that is awesome Yes, yes, it really is. And I fear, I fear for my wallet. <laughs> I fear you've already bought it. Uh, no, no, yeah, I've been very good. Very oh. good. Not that good. Moderately good. Uh, I'm going to skip right to the end and go backwards because right to the end has some interesting ones. There's Tyra Olds, Cyber Detective. Mm. I see what they've done there. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> good isn't it very good by sean and she there is a little owl on a, a stand in the uh critter section yeah as yeah. well uh fancy a bit of the classic flash gordon oh wow that's the cool. princess yeah all you need is a, a justin like model to be ming the merciless <laughs> anyway you go. that's it flash gordon <laughs> that was a movie and a half there's plenty of those on the market now anyway oh god yeah so many discovered uh, ah, the Mila Jovovich from Resident yeah. Evil. Oh, yeah. With the cookery. I hadn't tweaked that, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. There's also a version of her on a bike with uh, some apocalypse type raiders kicking around as well, oh. which I imagine is probably on this page. Bam. Well done, me. How does he do it? Because <laughs> I've, you know, pure blind luck. Who knew? It's not like I spend a lot of time trawling these pages and marking <laughs> things down that I might want to come back and revisit and buy. No, Very I don't nice. even know. I don't even know where you got the idea from. Uh, oh, have they done the uh, Dora Milaje? They have. Oh, that's cool. Have they? I don't know. You tell me. From uh, Black Panther. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, what you some, mean these are cyber Zulu ones? Yes. <laughs> the the micro be upset. It's a shame. Shame Warren's annoying, but these are fifteen mil. Cool. I mean, again, it's just Ellen. a random little experiment in a smaller yeah. scale, but it yeah. turns out nice. Yeah. There's Ripley. Uh, yeah. What's in there's the box? Cat, the cat, isn't cat in that box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is it dead or alive? That's the question. Mm. Both. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it exists in that state. If you need somebody for those cyber Zulu warriors to guard, you two can have. Uh, Sable kitties, mum. 
But yeah, just a, a whole a whole range of absolutely fantastic oh, models. Cool. And they run the, the gamut from historic through to fantasy, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic. So you'll find all sorts of weird and wacky things, which means if you're after a, a character model or a, a project, there's a load shot for you. There you go. Um, you'll find something in here that will do the job 100%. Yeah, something that'll stand out nicely, make your army unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's that Raptor <laughs> mix. What are these? Are these 32 mil or 28 mil? 28s. Well, who knows? But they Oh, I see 30 on the base, so... Yeah, I've supplied with a 30 mil base, so 30 mil round, but then the middle of that base is about 25. That's really nice. That's a really nice Valkyrie. Mm. Oh, I should probably not look at that right now. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes, so... Bombshell miniatures. Whole world of fun, and like I say, Definitely the the, yeah. the sci-fi, the counterblast stuff. I say I keep saying sci-fi, but it's not. It's atomic ray, ray punk. punk. Yeah. Ray punk. It's good. It's a good name. Uh, fascinating one uh, that I definitely want to see more about game-wise, uh, and possibly even have a look at the RPG when it yeah, comes definitely. down the line. Because Savage uh, Worlds is a great system, so it works really nicely for what they want to do. I think so. I've never really explored Savage Worlds. The only I've got some books that are compatible with savage worlds but i've never looked at the core rule set um normally they're just in little boxes beside proper cthulhu rules and i just ignore those because <laughs> they don't use percentile dice, it's, but... it's been designed very very nicely for pulpy style experiences like right. i used it to tell like a mummy style adventure with my friends and indiana jones and that kind of thing so it's really good for that oh well in that case it's perfect so yeah it'll be fascinating to see where they go um and also how the counterblast range adapts to changing from the the old school sculpting into the the new third dimensional ones what like the kids do uh but anyway yes bombshell minis check them out kids uh we should be right back with the news coming to you from the center of northwestern europe covering board games war games card games and all that you love it's the news (laughs) okay we're back with the news and we're Kicking off with a bit of block mania. Yes. Block yeah. mania. Yeah. Warlord Games have been announcing a addition, a supplement, an expansion. Have they yes. have they declared much, what it is? All of those things, yes. <laughs> this so, is so much more. Well, this will be useful because I'm sitting here thinking, what the block are we talking about? Mm. So this is the new block war expansion set mm. from Warlord Games for Judge Dredd. And the 2000 AD system. Uh, so this is a new set that's coming out with a whole bunch of bits and pieces in it that allow you to play out, as the name would suggest, Block Wars in Mega City 1. The focus of this is uh, on essentially creating, a little bit like an RPG-style thing, creating your own block. Mm. So you build up the block, the inhabitants of it, uh, what amenities i guess it has hab units and all that kind of thing and then you pit your blocks against other blocks in mega city one and kick ass and take names now if you don't want to play as one of the members of the block you could also just throw your luck in with the judges and you could fight alongside them in their new riot control set which looks Mm. pretty badass yeah they are sweet and you could just shut down all of these riots, all of these block wars. 
with lethal efficiency as you beat your way through the crowds. Um, but yes, I think this is a exceptionally cool idea um, for them to have embraced for Judge yeah. Dredd. These are some new fatties. Yeah. <laughs> I shall join them on my journey. Um, <laughs> fatty battering rams. Yes. Uh, so that's Fats Hambo, which might be related to a particular mm. character from popular fiction. And then there is the fatty, fatty battering ram at the front there with these little frying love, pan helper. defenses. Yeah, I love like the that. wheels. The wheels are cool. Oh, the, yeah, the, the trundle wheels. wheels. Yeah. To carry their weight. Yes. Yep. <laughs> they look a bit like the two bi- the two big fat bikers on the tiny wee bikes. Yes, oh. Oh, from the Guinness Book of Records. Yeah. Oh my from god! Many many yes. years ago. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. Crikey, that's an old me. Yeah, that is an old. Yeah, yeah. Really hard. Uh, Short our age. Yeah, but yeah, as well as uh, the fatties and the riot judges, they've also got this set of the mega city uh, mega city residents, essentially. So you can use these <laughs> to build up your mob. Um, so you know everybody rises up when the block war starts. Uh, and that means you've got to throw your luck in and, and use all sorts of weapons. You could be using broken bottles, your walking stick. Maybe you've got a pair of scissors or a gun <laughs> hidden somewhere. I don't know. Um, but I just love the idea. And down Careful with this. That. I love that, yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea of seeing these uh, these characters sort of rushing across the tabletop, getting stuck into all sorts of uh, crazy fights against the judges and you know against each other as well. And I think there's enough stuff within the sets that they've done so far mm. across the entire the judge dread range um for you to make some really fun and interesting gangs that can uh kick ass and take names in yeah uh, in the, City one. It's really cool the interesting thing for me is it seems to be a campaign style type thing yes. yeah but not based around your gang Mm-hmm. based around your actual tower block yes because you can um, like blow pop you can blow bits yeah, of it up yeah, and damage it and all that kind of thing the first so, one yeah. to reduce the the structures of your opponent's block uh wins essentially um so yeah there there's some interesting sort of concepts kicking around in there where normally when you're playing a, a campaign and any sort of style of game you're always advancing your mm-hmm. your grip Whereas this, it may be ways of either helping shore up your block or knock it down, or maybe a, yeah. a combination of both. I'm I'm dying to find out more. Um, I think it's a really cool because idea. they've yeah. they've not. I think the the pre-orders started today, but I, I want to see yep. what is going on with with the actual uh, concepts behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, because the some of the cards are things like you see they're restored one structure point to the the building. Presumably, you're not going to be able to knock a block down in one game. Well, yeah, presumably, so. but. <laughs> Uh, there was another one that says um, increase your elevation by eight, up to 18 inches. So clearly some of the cards are for the idea of playing up massive structures, uh, whether or not many people will be making ridiculously huge structures for the tabletop. Well, Did you just say go up by 18 inches? Yes. That's a lot of inches. Yes. <laughs> I definitely want to see that. I think yeah, yeah. I, I want to see some. I want to actually see some. This is build, not fair. Like if I'm going to try and play Jerry at this, he will just send all his men way oh, higher than I can reach. Massively higher than you. <laughs> we've, we've seen that already. No, you just got to blow the base of the tower, and then the whole thing. Yeah, comes everything comes down. Well. So yeah, yeah. send some uh, sky borders up after. Considering, because I was looking at some of the pricing and stuff around all of this, mm. like the the block wars set, even if you get like the big chunky one, it's like. 85 
quid, which hmm. gives you all the additional new miniatures that they've thrown in, that kind of thing. And then if you look at the starter set, which is about 55, 60 quid as well, that's actually not bad for diving in and having enough to start playing around with. And then yeah. they've done all the different sets, as I was mentioning as well. So it's a it's a really cool little idea, I think. And especially if people want to play something that's like sci-fi skirmish, but they don't want to have to deal with the books and books of Necromunda and all that kind of stuff. I think this could be a really fun avenue to go down because it's got a lot of the vibes of that kind of game. Hmm. What's the um, footprint of this game? Is it a four by four? I, I don't know how block war is going to change things um last time if you're because if you're fighting vertical that would be interesting because it reduce the footprint and just play vertically play play higher yes yeah yeah i don't i don't see any problem with that at all yeah because we a lot of people don't have space in their houses but they got vertical space Mm. (laughs) it's a very valid (laughs) and i i i don't see any reason why you can't yeah is the thing because you know it's I think yeah. the normal setup for games is about four by four. Yeah, I think it well, is. the last so, one I played yeah. was on a four by four, yeah. but because um, you get some mats in the starter set and things for yeah. for Judge Red, so you can play around with that if you want. Yeah, to, but, yeah. yeah, it'd be fascinating. Even if you're only, yeah, I mean, yeah, playing playing vertically could be interesting. It's just how you do that. Not tricky, just time consuming. Building a lot of very tall <laughs> structures, maybe also, maybe magnets, and also. I, I, I can categorically say that it would be really easy to paint your Judge Red miniatures because you just use the slap chop method because you just do the, you know, the, the the black with the white, you know, overbrush or whatever, and then you just slap on contrast. Yeah. So easy. As miniature gamers, I think we're missing a trick here. Can you imagine if you built essentially a platform game on your wall and you just play between platforms and you shoot up and shoot down? Well, that would be cool. Yeah. 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 And you yeah. just stand at the wall playing with the wall. We talked about this before. We talked about doing a Prince of Persia, Persia. and we never did. No, we never did. But yeah, we talked about it. Sure, yeah. The best laid plans, most you know. There, there are thinkers and there are doers, and clearly we see where we fall on that category. (laughs) But specifically, someone should think about this. Like you could literally do this, stick it up like a picture frame on your wall, and then when you're not playing, your miniatures just stay on it like a display. display. You got a funky looking display which you then can play on. I guess Warren was trying to do that with his dungeon display, really, but he just, yeah. Went. No, but I'm caught, like, totally flat, yeah, essentially. Yeah, right, 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 like, right, right, right. An, this sort of wide yeah. to be able to stand a couple of miniatures beside each other, and you play along the platforms and up and down ladders and stuff. That Think snakes good. and ladders, on, but for miniatures. I, yeah. See, I'm just thinking Spectrum games. Every yeah, exactly. Spectrum platformer ever. Anyway. <laughs> right. But, yeah. but you can shoot, like, two platforms up with this weapon, one platform up with that weapon. You can drop bombs down this way. Mm. Drop them down a chute. Jump through the teleporter. Boop. Now you're up here. Fire yourself out the window, covered in boing. It's all very doable. Right. Enough of that, though. Oh. Trident Realms and Mantic. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> Armada so far has had some fairly, I'd say, quite typical ships, I suppose. Pretty much. <laughs> all of all of their vessels for their various factions that have come out so far have looked quite like vessels that you would assume you'd find in, uh, you know, well, there you go. There's a lovely ship. Uh, but the Trident Realms, being who they are, have decided we don't need no wooden ships. No. They have instead uh, brought many of the different monsters from the depths and are using them as their vessels to hunt down their foes. Uh, so these are the first sort of quick previews, hence the very small pictures, 
of the bigger now of uh, the Trident Realms that are going to be coming out very soon from the folks at Mantic for Armada. Uh, they've done typically what you would have found with the the rest of the Armada range. So you're mm-hmm. going to get the starter fleet, which you can see there, alongside booster fleets. Uh, and there's like another couple of packs that have been done alongside that as well. In the starter set, mm-hmm. you get the giant squid, the giant turtle, and the cooker chariot. You've missed an N. Knocker, God damn it. Someone misspelled it on a website and I copied it verbatim. <laughs> yes. I already knew that because I've got knockers in my Trident Realm Army for Kings of War. Yes, it's Terry's knockers. This one down here. That's the yes. <laughs> Uh, and then beyond that, we've also got uh, the sort of booster fleet there that you can mm. see, which comes with the gun turtle, which I just does what it says on the tim. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the uh, Kier angler fish, which is the one at the back on mm. the right. Uh, and then you've got the worm-drawn sloops. sloops. So you've got your sort of strange undersea uh, ships being drawn forth by mighty um, sea beasts and dragons of the realms, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, I just like the idea that in a game of Armada, where you're mostly fussed with cannons, um, yes. you come up against the Trident Realm and they go, well, we're not going to shoot anything at you. We're just going to eat your ship. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you're in for a bad time when, you know, water elementals like Tsunami come crashing down on top of you. Exactly, where everything around you suddenly becomes an enemy yeah. because it is the enemy. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be yeah. fascinated to see how it goes, though, because we've not seen Trident Realm list yet. No, yeah. So it's uh, it's all sort of early days for this one. There's also the Leviathan, which was added into the mix as well, which is a big, uh, monstrous well, Leviathan. Mm. Um, think Moby Dick on steroids, I guess. <laughs> it's an odd. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I've, I'd seen, yeah. they'd done a, a picture of a narwhal mm. on the website, and I'm wondering, because they often do alternate versions you know you can have the abyss or you can have the dictator and sometimes they're named and i'm, that might I'm be wondering if the yeah. narwhal is the the option for the trident realm leviathan there that i also really like the, the big yeah. bronzy slash corally style castles yes. on their backs. yeah it's, apparently they they quite enjoy their boarding actions do the trident realm so it's all about getting up close wrapping the ship up in tentacles and then mm. disgorging your crew onto the deck of the enemy ship so you can cut them down, which I think is a really neat idea. And they'll they'll play, I assume, very differently from what we've seen previously. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I imagine you're not having to worry too much about the wind when you're <laughs> mounted on the back of a giant kraken or a huge Something giga or help. whatever it happens yes. to be. So, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm not sure what to expect from it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm... It's a good point that these guys no, don't care about the wind at all. They should be pretty yeah. fast all the time. Mm. You would wind, think. wind is optional for Armada. You can <laughs> you can just use it to designate activation sequence, which is the mm-hmm. standard game, or you can add in basic wind rules that allow you to move faster if you're sailing away from the wind, or if you're sailing into the wind, you can be calmed and stuff like that for the. But then that obviously puts sailing ships at a disadvantage to dwarves with steam powered paddles or trident realms mounted on the back of monsters so it's there as an optional extra um yeah and these guys could be breaking wind as well to go even faster they they could be you'll be able to see though because there'll be like bubbles on the back of their bases yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, but yeah i'm curious i'm really curious to see this i imagine because i know armada is going to be added to the companion app in the next month or so it's not on cool. the companion on companion app yet but i imagine once it goes on this list will be on there as well as fleet um so yeah 
very curious. Mm. I see they're using some bus I, lanes. Though. I see they're using that sort of coral look then to try and tie the whole faction together because everything is individual. Yeah. So how does it look like a fleet? So there's corally sort of stuff on their backs and mm. colors. That's how they're tying everything to look like a faction then, or the way yeah. they've painted it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, a, it's a really cool idea. It's a good way yeah. of doing it, especially when you know you've got an anglerfish or a giant whale slash narwhal. I'm unconvinced. I get the idea, but I just don't know. Like, feel you know, like a whole fleet that doesn't necessarily look like a fleet. I have absolutely mm. no problem with that at all. I, th- I think that's cool because it's like the ocean itself, which is the Trident Realms, have yeah. kind of risen up against the enemies above them. I think it's a really neat idea. Oh yeah, it's it's always good to appear with uh, a bunch of squid face people and kick the toys out of all the <laughs> surface dwellers. It's mm. always good. I have absolutely no problem with that. There's also if um. If you're into Armada or thinking about starting the essentials pack, yeah, done a, a, so. a big set. So, so you can just buy, if you wanted to, you could just buy two starter fleets, get this additional set, you know, maybe split between you and a friend or something, and you'd yeah. have pretty much everything you needed to get going then, really. So, it's a really, <laughs> it's a really nice map. I love that time. cover. Let's have a picture of the sea over the sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sea was always their, um, their background for these, which makes sense until the point where you're putting <laughs> yeah, the sea map sea. on. It's just like, oh well. Somewhere Sundancer is going, aha, I was right. <laughs> no, not right, Sundancer, because I quite like the fact that all my boxes match up until the point where I take the stuff out and paint it, and I'm not doing oh, that. Yeah. You can't I see what it. they've done there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see what you've done. Like oh my god! It kind of looks a bit like a snooker table. Yeah, is the pockets what we're <laughs> aiming for in the middle? Yeah. Go down. Could, could go down. There you go. Those are wind roses. So whenever you're playing, the wind can change direction, and the direction the wind comes from designates the order of activation. Mm-hmm. So it's an easy way of keeping track. You just put the token on. That's not as the fun. Section. That's kind of <laughs> I know it's not as fun, but it has the bonus of being right. So. <laughs> there you go yeah keep an eye out if you like your squid face things Um, also there's there's already a giant kraken you could just use the giant kraken in uh one of the scenarios where it was like a hunt the giant type of thing except you were hunting the giant kraken as it just went boogaloo in the middle of the table uh splishing splashing and smashing things i think the scale is is very similar to that of black seas as well isn't it so you could use the um like creatures of the deep or something from that yes uh, yeah (laughs) To, to yeah. manage the game as well, if you want to. It's, uh, well, it's it's both because it uses Black Seas as the core mechanics. Yes. Um, and then so the be easy enough to transport over. Yeah. There's a deck of cards you can get that allows you to play the historic Black Seas fleet as a generic Kingdoms of oh. Men fleet in Armada. Perfecto. I, the only thing you need to do is you need to base Black Seas. Doesn't come on bases; they just sit on the the mat. Uh, very annoyingly, when you come to measure things. So if you put them all on bases. It works better, uh, and then there you can go. use them in Armada yeah. as well. Shall uh, we have a look at what Knuckle Duster have been up to? Yeah, so um, we looked at them as an Indie of the Week, uh, which was great, absolutely mm. fantastic range and game in Gunfighter's Ball, but they also do a game called Gunfight Royale, which we had a little bit of a look at as well, which mm. is their kind of like board gamey style thing that you can play with your family and stuff. Um, but a lot of people were really liking the characters that had been done for Gunfight Royale, and so the folks at Knuckle Duster harris decided mm. to um dive in and sculpt up all of those different characters in their more uh well their correct proportions yeah. i suppose yeah because yeah and, the uh, big-headed things in the uh, the other 
And uh, now they've been introduced into the world of Gunfighters Ball as a whole host of fun and interesting characters, some of which you may know, some of which you may not. You've got a dastardly villain probably going to go and tie someone to a railroad. That's what I like, that's what I like to see. Um, <laughs> uh, alongside, alongside a whole host of different heroes and all that kind of stuff as well. So you've got, I think they're spread over three different sets. Yep. Um, each of them with a good selection of different characters in them, and you'll find cards and everything you need for for them as well in the future too, which is quite nice. Um, I've got, I love that you've got the kind of like Wild Bill, Wild Bill Hickok and stuff in there. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, so Fand. cool. <laughs> that was a fandom I particularly like because it's just the shadow, the superhero, 1920 superhero by Wild <laughs> yes, West. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Just needs yeah. to have that that mask if it was just a little bit lower, so his big nose stuck yeah. over the top. It'd be like uh, one of the Baldwins. I'm not sure if the Mountain Man is meant to be tied into an older film, but he reminds me very much of the character from the Quentin Tarantino movie that came out. I can't remember what it was called now. The Hateful, Hateful Eight. Eight. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Played by the dude. Kurt Russell. God damn. Kurt Russell, yes. I was about to say Snake Plissken. But <laughs> that would also work. It's also he, the same thing, yeah. He looks a bit like Leonardo DiCaprio. Going all Revenant. Right before he gets mauled by a bear. Yeah, yeah. Not the, yeah that's the one. The one who's mauled by a bear. Yeah. Before he climbed inside a horse. <laughs> like Are a you not thinking of Luke, Luke, Luke Skywalker and a Tauntaun? Yeah. <laughs> he does. If you say so. If you say so. Does this is even... probably my favourite pack. Though. Yeah. So you've got your, your crazy old uh, prospectors and stuff, which is great. There's the giant, which is actually a giant in terms of miniature form. So he like sits not quite nicely alongside the range. Getting him. 100% getting him. Yeah. He totally got... looks like the giant from Lippin... Bond movie, so that's what he looks like. There's a reason for that. That's because it is him. <laughs> Same man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also the Bush Ranger, which has been done as their version of Ned Kelly as well. Yep. So if you want to drop in and kick some asses uh, as Ned Kelly, you can have some fun there. All uh, arm rude up as well. La- laughs and body armor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a way of doing it. It's a spectacular set of figures as well. It's the old it prospector. Is. is that the guy from Toy Story? I mean, in some respects, you're not wrong because <laughs> technically, yes, mm. prospector, yeah. but, you know, at the same time, probably not. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, it's that, um, oh god, not Bronson. I know the actor, I just can't remember his name. It's killing me now. Absolutely. Me. Someone will tell you in the comments. Oh, I God, yeah. Oh, he does, by t- he by does time look you, like an actor, yeah. Yeah, by the time you fire in the comments, I'll have worked it out anyway, though. Mm. It's just going just gonna to yeah. irritate me until then. Uh, a great selection of new miniatures mm. or uh, Gunfighters Ball, building on what we've seen previously in Indies of the Week and that kind of thing as well. So if you're interested in learning more about that, make sure you go and check out the, the link for that and stuff. Mm. Actually, I'll put that in the description below so you can go and check out wow, some of our past Indies. There we go. Too nice yeah. to people. If Ben remembers to do it. (laughs) Well, that's true. I mean, why should you, though? Why should you? What thanks do you get, Ben, for doing all this for people? Nothing. Nothing. That's it, peeps. If there's something missing from the description, give that man some grief. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. Right. Don't bring them anywhere. Right. Masters of the universe. Mm, Battleground. Yeah, so uh, this is um, the the game from the folks at Arcon. Now, I should say before we begin and dive into this, if you're over somewhere in the States or anywhere else in the world, essentially, other than Europe, you can't get a hold of these things unless you have some nice friends. 
So uh, just be aware of that before you get too excited and that kind of stuff. But uh, the Master of the Universe is going through its wave four of its releases, which is kind of crazy for this game, uh, where you dive in and you either play as the heroes and villains or a mix of the two, battling it out on that sort of hex grid board that they've got there uh, for control of Eternia. In this one, they are focusing on the power of the evil Horde, where Hordak has uh, been freed from his dimensional prison where he did some favours for an alchemist somewhere. And uh, <laughs> no one said exactly what he did, but there we go. Um, and he's been let uh, loose back into the realm of Eternia alongside some of his followers, including Grizzlaw and Shadow Weaver and Catra, because this is the naming conventions of the yes. <laughs> of old TV. <laughs> well, you uh, know, does exactly what it says in the tin, doesn't it? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, alongside a host of the Horde Troopers and Horde Wraiths. So this is a little bit of a departure from what we've previously seen from Masters of the Universe, where it's tended to mostly be based around uh, just the big characters, where mm. we're getting a couple of additional troops and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, and you can dive in and have some fun with some new villains that are surely going to make He-Man and his friends' job a little bit harder. Uh, until he says, I have the power of Grace God and kills everybody. But there we go. So. Well, he, he does do that. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's an interesting little set as well. Um, I, I love that they've met, they've just gone all in. Yeah. The, well, we, we're not going to try and update these to kind of match like a modern aesthetic or whatever. They're just going, we're going to make these look like the toys, <laughs> which I yeah. think is amazing for people. That's what you so, want. Yeah. And I, I like the, uh, the fact that they've gone, well, this one, it can be this one self-contained Hordak and his mm-hmm. forces, because if you've already got the game, we don't need to throw in duplicate. You know, yeah. so often you see expansions. It's like here's your fourteenth He-Man sculpt. <laughs> exactly. Go, I don't need not for the love of God. Please stop it. Do they sell these like separate, or do you have to buy them as packs? packs uh, you have to buy really. them as the pack. Yeah. So, but obviously, if you're going to dive in and play the game, it comes with like additional rules and elements and that kind of stuff as well. I'm so. interested in Slinky there. Oh no, she's not called Slinky. Uh, what do you call her? Shadow Weaver. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Freudian slip there, Slinky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so some great, some great. We can't take. We, honestly, we can't. Take we him can't him. take him anywhere. Yeah. Somebody needs to take his donut away. Yeah. Well, we also have no. Uh, this online uh, exclusive miniature that's also going to be available at trade shows this year, which is Hordak on the back of his Mantis or which is definitely a toy that was broken immediately by whoever bought it when they were younger. Yep. Uh, when you play oh, with their arms, they are destined to fly off. Um, so the, <laughs> I just love the, the idea of him. Yeah, the, just the just little arms on the front. The... <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, but apparently in the background to this, because there's definitely background, mm. the Mantisaur tore its way through most of Hordak's troops until, uh, with the aid of one of his companions, they were able to tame the beast, and now it is the mount for Hordak as it rides across Eternia. Looking oh. really weird. It's about as terrifying looking as a pug. Exactly. Oh, yes. you, you think it has real difficulty breathing as well? How, how it defeats most of its enemies? Just sits also, there blowing bubbles of yeah. snot. I also want to point out, because I'm getting the, the, the old school toy nostalgia hit as mm. well, is that Hordak's gun is really crying out for someone to sculpt a little red missile in it. Yes. You know, and a little oh, spring you can... activation button. <laughs> that would be very <laughs> cool. That. Oh, that gets pinged across the place. Then oh, that is just so ridiculous. I love it. Yeah. So that's going to be a new... And it comes with... Um, rules and everything inside there as well for you to use it in your games of uh, sure why would it not 
because of course at the very least you could just game. put it on your table and just move it around <laughs> yeah. and just tell, tell your own stories <laughs> Yeah, I could use the rules, but it's He-Man toys. Well, why not? Yeah. So yeah, as I say, wave four of the releases from Archon for this. If you want to go and get your hands on the rest of all of the the the, the goodies, they have reissued or sort of redone the starter set so that it's back out in the wild again because they kind of ran out of the original starter set and that kind of thing. So that's back in the in the market uh, alongside all of the previous expansions and everything as well. So if you want to get your He-Man and stuff, you can still go back and get your your, your traditional heroes and all that kind of good stuff too, as well as the crazy new. Uh, bits and pieces for the power of the evil horde. Meh. Meh. Chokes on you, he man. You boob. <laughs> right. Not entirely certain why Skeletor slash Hordak is a 1920s gangster. Meh. 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 <laughs> See? Get you and your gray skull too. Yeah. Oh God. Right. Back I was doing. I was. I was, do, I was doing that voice throughout an entire game of Machikuro early this week, which is just a, a, a like a card drafting game. And I was like, I'm going to build my own tuna boats. Yeah, you boob. <laughs> I'll get you next time. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. the yeah. the donut madness is spreading. Right. Yeah, really is. Warlord Games has oh, also God. announced yes. epic. Mm. Hike and shot. This is going to be pretty big for a lot of people, and I think, I think a so. whole or, host of or pretty small. Or pretty small. So this is Pike and Shot Epic Battles, uh, which is going to be uh, coming out as a sort of a continuation to what they've done in the past with Waterloo, which was their Napoleonic stuff, and then they did the American Civil War um, set as well mm. uh, for Black Powder. But this one uh, sort of steps into the breach to cover both the English Civil War and the Thirty Years' War, and everything else in between, pretty much, that happened during that sort of uh, sort of what? 17th century period. 1,300 uh, soldiers! Yeah, yep. I'm waiting for you to point out the... Yeah. the what the... Uh, what the so, smeg? Who? What? Jeez. So this, this is the starter set called Push of Pike, which makes mm-hmm. sense. You know, there's pikes, and you push people around. Push is that them. it? Is that the whole set? That's the yep. starter set, yeah. That's the starter set? That's the starter set, yes. So it comes with enough troops on either side for you to either make the royalists and the parliamentarians or the warring forces of europe during the 30 years war essentially all of their kit is mostly the same in many Mm. regards you just need to probably change up a couple of colors here and there they have included flags for everything so depending on the different Mm -hmm. nation you want to play you can build that up which is quite nice and the breakdown of this comes into it with a set of different characters uh, for both sides alongside cavalry and infantry sets that have been put together you also get the scenery that you see at the back so you get the sort of manor house that you can fight over which probably belonged to some poor landowner who's like i don't really want to be involved but all my sons have gone to war uh, and so they're now fighting over their inheritance probably <laughs> also your uh, wine cellars are ours now. <laughs> yes your wine cellars are ours <laughs> and this is now our your drawing room is now our battlefield hq <laughs> it's the way to do it yeah uh, but the set comes with, as as I said, it's ex- exactly, sorry, 1,288 figures spread out across the different units. You also get wait, 12. Wait, how many? 1,288 figures. Yeah. There we go. What brings it to 1,300 then? That's because there's also a set of 12 artillery pieces. Um... Then get it to 1,300. God, you're such an American. 1,300, 1,300. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is also uh, this is in there if you haven't already twigged it this is in a smaller scale this is in there 13.5 i think is the most accurate depiction of terms of you know scale and everything what's that from 
Foot to, foot to eyes? Yes, I guess. Someone measured it. I didn't do it. I just said 15 mil and then everyone corrected me. So, you know, whatever. But yeah, proprietary mm, 13.5. Mm. <laughs> That's bigger than I thought it was going to be. We're not getting into skill talk this week. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. But anyway, so as well as the different troops, you also get an A5 rulebook in there, which allows you to get started with the game. And both of the different armies in there are kind of done in different colored sprues. So if you don't want to get painting straight away, you can just play with them as they are in their plastic Forever. if you really want to. So How much is this box set? It is. I'm going to click on it because I don't think the... I don't know if the pre-orders are live. Well, no, they I... are, but I can't tell you what they are because I can't see it because of time. No. <laughs> I, as far as we know, uh, it looks to be similar to Gettysburg. So if yes. you're thinking yes. like 110-ish. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, would you ever far off. actually buy anything else after this box set, though? Would you just buy this box set and call it done? Well, it, it is pretty much essentially a battle in a box really uh, and more but if you do want more they are actually going to be doing some additional sets so more like, <laughs> so as they have done with their previous box sets for waterloo and the american and the american civil war you can also buy infantry battalion sets so you've got ones for the english civil war and you've also got ones for the 30 years war at the same time as well um, again they come with all the different banners and flags that you'd need for kind of mixing and matching it to match what you need essentially to play the game uh, so you've got your pikemen and you've also got your uh, uh, your muskets and everything in there as well which is kind of cool for both of those and on top of that you've also got the cavalry options which again cover the two different uh, sort of theatres of war for the English Civil War and the Thirty Years War God I've said I've said war quite a lot in this a, a lot of war going on there as far so, as I can tell I don't think there's anything different between any no, of the boxes bar the flags bar the flags yes yeah. so um Included in the cavalry ones. So in the infantry ones, you've obviously got your rank and file stuff that you'll need for playing. So pikes and shot. But then in the cavalry expansion, you get all the additional sort of gubbins that you need to kind of make it a little bit more flavorful. So you get the haki basers, the curas. I can never say the the, the, the curasiers. Curasier. Curasier. There we go. Cornets, dragoons. I can say dragoons. That's easy. Uh, the, com the, the commanded shot. The Saka medium guns and the Falconet light guns as well. There's also three Battalia commanders and ensigns at the same time as well. So, if you want to try and get those characters into the mix, you can do. Or, well, actually, because of what we've seen in the past from uh, from Warlord Games, I would imagine they're going to do actual named character sets that'll come with the likes of Cromwell and that kind of thing as well. So, look out for those in the near future. I would guess. Oh God, yes, a lot of plastic for you to get stuck into that looks. Very, very nice indeed. And uh, I think people are going to have a lot of fun with this one. I think uh, uh, more than the stuff with the American Civil War and Waterloo, I've seen a lot of people being going, I quite like the English Civil War, but I've never had the sort of guts to dive in. This might be the way to go. And nah, balls to that. Definitely doing European Wars. <laughs> go off, Civil War. Gee whiz. Push out the line of the North, have the Swedes <laughs> kicking around the place. But what I, I want to play with the Roundheads and the, and the Royalists. I'm going to play the English Civil War, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> a more civilised war for a more civilised age. Exactly, yes. Um, but it, in addition to the miniatures in plastic, there's also going to be a couple of scenery packs, which I think just look great. Um, so these are going to be uh, sort of MDF sets. So you've got the thatched Hamlet scenery pack, and you've also got the, um, the one that Jerry was just showing before there as well, uh, which is the village scenery pack. Um, so you know, pick pick up a couple of these, like you pick up a penguin, 
uh, and set up uh, a fun little settlement on the tabletop. And you too can run around raiding wine cellars, as uh, John says. <laughs> in 13.5 scale. In 13.5 now. That's, yes. that's all you need to be doing in this this era, is just pillaging exactly. wine cellars. Exactly. Every, every objective is, how many wine cellars have you ransacked? <laughs> if my army isn't drunk off its face at night, it's not happy. Exactly, exactly. That's how you can tell how drunk they are. <laughs> one drunk. glass two glass three <laughs> four glass the whole bottle yeah um so what do you yeah, think so of this jerry i mean is this is this is this more exciting than the wufan stuff or is the wufan stuff still exciting because it's all pre-colored <clears throat> I, I, I really like the wufan stuff because it's all pre-colored <laughs> i don't, don't do anything don't even have to think it's great just push the button away you go uh it's certainly very nice not sure about these counters mind you uh would have killed them just to put a dial in do I need 150 separate ones? Oh, it's not a dial. I have to throw no. different ones down. You have to no, I have to put different on. ones down. Well, not numbers, but paint on the paint on top of the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, just cut them off. You're, they're already working with Sarissa to do the villages. Just ask Sarissa to do a dial, a little MDF dial, and then they can just stick it onto the bottom. Mm. Glue this on the top. Bish bash bosh. Ole ole. Away you go. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a gorgeous set of stuff. I will give I, it that. I've, I've always been tempted by English Civil War, and I've always thought about doing it in kind of skirmish because I didn't really want to play, you know. Well, this ain't skirmish mass <laughs> for sure. Well, well, no. <laughs> but because of the smaller scale for this, I think this could be really enticing to yeah. dive into and have. Just some buy this and individually base every man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's one issue with individually basing every man: those are plastic strips. So you oh, cut them all apart and then fix the damage you've done to all their arms i saw that no hey at least that means you don't have to paint their sides they're all stuck together that's yep. awesome yeah just push a strip and away you go yeah but yeah it's so, it's yeah. it's really nice still a... baffled that we haven't seen heel caesar that they seem to be doubling down on everything black powder i think they're trying to work out how big to go with hail caesar mm. because as someone pointed out in the comments with these, you've essentially got a lot of stuff that's very similar. And the same could be said about Waterloo, although they very much focused in very much on Waterloo with yeah. that set, didn't they? And then the American Civil War again. American Civil War, sides. yeah. The figures work for both sides, more or less. Whereas with yeah. Ancients, if you've got, you know, you could pick up the Push of Pike set and you could just make all of those models mm. into your parliamentarian force if you wanted to, rather than splitting them between the, the, the royalists and, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Clearly, though, Ancient, they should be going 11.7. <laughs> you you think thirteen point five is poser scale? Eleven point seven. On the plus side, I don't think anybody has any eleven point seven, so that's good for them. That's true. Yeah, yeah with with scale, ancients, with scales creep. They should just call this W scale or warlord. Warlord scale. Warlord rando scale. Don't add new scales. <laughs> don't encourage them. Don't double down. You stop that. As I, was, as I was saying, though, if you did do ancients, you'd have to do Romans, and then Gauls are very different, and Greeks are very different yeah. again. So you'd have to think about it. But if this sells well enough, and they make enough money off this kind of stuff, I think there's no reason why we wouldn't see epic battles. I don't know I'm way. fairly certain or somebody told me that Heel Caesar was coming. Epic? What about epic so. battles? World War Two? Because um, nobody stands in rank and file. That's why. That's, Epic yeah. battles, World War One. Because <laughs> they still didn't even stand in rank and file. Oh, but they did walk slowly towards the enemy. Yeah, 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 that's true. Victorian Wars. 
<laughs> no. That that could well be coming at some point. Because yeah. let's face it, they've gone through every black powder book supplement they that have. they've made, with the exception of the Zulu War. And oh. then you could do your Santuana. I've just realized, I've just worked out what they're going to do. Yep. They're going to do Hail Caesar, but they're going to do the Dark Ages, because essentially Saxons and Vikings wear the That's same it. stuff, right? There we yep. go. Boom. Because they're going to be shield walling it all the way. Battle of Hastings. Boom. That's going to be the set. Yes. You heard it here first. It'll be uh, in 12.4 mil. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what else they do then beyond uh, the the core boxes that they have. So the, the plastic calf, the plastic yeah. infantry, because obviously they've done seal cast or warlord resin or whatever you want to call we'll, it, uh, metal for others. I think we'll see we'll see the personalities packs coming out for the different fa- uh, factions so you can get different characters, I think, because they've done that for the other ones. Mm. And I think we'll see maybe a few more of this, the specialist troops that might fit into the period perhaps as well. Um, yeah. Whatever they might be. But they've done Hazars. it. There you go. Winged Lancers. That's the yeah. ones. So, yeah, Winged Hazars. Chuck them in there. Storm down a hill. Stab people up. It's all good. Yeah. 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 Fascinating stuff from Walad. Right. Doing the Lord's work. It is time for our mandatory Games Workshop news. Uh, So, yeah, a a few sort of additional releases coming out for the Astro Militarum this weekend that you'll be able to pre-order and stuff like that. So there's going to be the new new Combat Patrol, which is essentially the miniatures that were out more or less the launch, the launch box it in is the launch, box. the launch box contents yeah so it's the launch we, we box contents that. that have come out again in the combat patrol set that you can see there so that comes with the uh combat squad the uh sort of guardsmen the big gun batteries and you get the new version of the sentinel in there there's mm-hmm. also additional character miniatures so you get the cadian castellan which will be one of your command figures you can use in the game there's a couple of additional components in there as well for the set to uh Make him more unique, uh, mm. not more unique. To not, make not him in the unique. combat patrol, <laughs> optional. What was that? Not, Sorry, not, not in the combat patrol. He's not in the combat patrol. No, no he's no, no. separate. You, you're separate. talking like he was in the combat patrol. Oh right, he's separate. He's separate from. Yes, that. he is. Yes. Yeah, him and you only get the command squad in the in the, in the combat yep. patrol set. But yeah, uh, as well as the Castellan, you've also got the Commissar. I'm not a fan of this model. I don't. I, I prefer the old ones. He's very uh, square. He is. Yes, they, they all of them are brought... square. They yeah. recently brought a load of the old commissar models on to um made to uh, order made made to order, so I got Severina Rain because uh-huh. she actually looks like a decent character <laughs> rather than Red Square parade statue. Yeah. I'm not I'm not I think he's too static. He looks uh, very familiar. Crichton. Yeah. <laughs> Look at those cheekbones. It's, yeah, it's the cheekbones that do. He's Crichton from Red Dwarf. Everything yeah. is an angle. Yeah. Just just Take the hat off and make him into an actual. Give him a proper Crichton head. Oh, yeah, and away you go. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Down. yeah. Paint him white. And he looks like a butcher. <laughs> big butcher's apron. Sending you his sausages on a Sunday morning. Blue and white stripes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, You've also got the Atalan uh, Rough Riders who are charging into the mix. Um, so this is going to be the first time you can get that set uh, with their sort of their lances. Who would have, don't let anybody tell you that horses can't survive in the grim dark future? Uh, they come with uh, either the melter tips or the frag tips, so you can either blow up infantry or vehicles, whichever you prefer. If you blow up the vehicles, make sure to look for that big hole underneath. And uh, I hate painting least, horses, but I might be tempted. Look at the it's because they're half covered in horse dresses, so you're not actually painting a horse. Horse curtains. For That's the- even worse. That's like painting capes and horses at the same time. <laughs> 
and uh, capping things off, we've also got the Cadian upgrades as well. So you can get this, and it comes with a whole bunch of additional heads, arms, weapons, accessories, and everything else that you might need for uh, building up your uh, Cadian forces on I the table. I thought this one was holding a cigar or knocking a cigarette. I mean, that would be pretty cool. That would no. be cool. No, I don't think it is. What I, is it I, then? What is I've, the little I've thing? I have no idea. It's fiddling with a button. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, I like that you get the the variety of uh, male and female heads in the set. I think that's really nice. And it allows you to make some more specialists. It's particularly good, I think, this will be for if you're making like a kill team or something. You can play around to make your, your troops look unique and stuff on the tabletop. I like the grave marker as well. That's quite nice if you're going to be building an objective set. Um, I actually, I also really like the the just the engineer stuff. So you've got your, your sappers and things with your axes and spanners and things. So jerry as they're cans. diving, jerry cans everywhere. Jerry cans everywhere. And yeah. you just buy this product separately. This is just a separate sprue that you buy. You just, just buy this separate sprue yeah. and just whack it in with what you've already got, and away you go. There's even a tank commander there as well. So play around with yep. that and have fun. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Some cool stuff. Uh, there's also randomly. Uh, a couple of additional things. So there's the Aegis defense line. So mm. if you want to keep your, your Ugh, forces God. of humanity safe, put them behind one of those. I hate the Aegis defense line. It does look a bit dumb. Mandatory in every <laughs> army. Is it still mandatory in every army? Why is uh, it so spiky? I've no idea. Because someone's going to run against it, I guess. It's the same reason you put broken bottles across the top of your wall. It's to stop kids climbing over it. <laughs> Suppose <laughs> the Astra Militarum are the grumpy old men of the. Uh, you say grumpy old man, I say there's no kids in my garden. Just say. <laughs> uh, and then capping things else as well, because it's been the Black Library celebration for. Um, is it a Primaris it, lieutenant? It's Captain Messinius, uh, who is one of the white consuls from the Dawn of Fire series. So if you so, like that book series and you want to pick up this model and add it to your collection, you can do that as well. It's very it's high ranking for a Primaris lieutenant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. He's doing the doing the Emperor's work. But yeah, so Astra Militarum, they're getting a little bit of an upgrade uh, this week with some new kits and bits and bobs, all available for pre-order this weekend. Support your local store. Yeah, and you get candy when you get your box. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, very cool. I don't. <laughs> I don't get candy. What candy are you getting? Shay gave me even more candy last time. I outrageous. So. Absolutely yeah. outrageous. <laughs> I got a cheeky note in a tiny magnifying glass with a, a thing saying, for your old eyes, you can use this. That's what I got last time I got something stored on tabletop. I, I got I got abuse. Right, enough of that. Mm. We're going to take a quick switch, and when we come back, we'll be running out the show with some 3D printing and a couple of Kickstarters. Okay, we're back and we're going to be having a look at some 3D printing from mm. Terrainify. Terrainify, yeah. Mm. So this was one that I kind of just uh, stumbled on as I was looking through the tribes section of my mini factory. Uh, and the reason why that I wanted to kind of highlight this one is that I think um, I think people have become particularly obsessed with 3D printing creators providing folks with endless monsters and miniatures and characters and troops and vehicles and all that kind of things. Uh, and that's great. It's nice to have these options out there, as we've discussed in previous shows, to have ways for you to dive into games and, and have a little fun with them and, you know, you know, add to things that you already own with sort of bespoke models for your force. But one of the things that I think 3D printing is absolutely great for is terrain 
and Terrainify are one of those creators that's been doing it for a little while now and have been producing a whole host of fascinating and interesting pieces that would be great for fantasy and all sorts of different other things that you're diving into and filling in the gaps in that part of the hobby that I think a lot of us tend to step away from. Like, I think a lot of us build big armies and, uh, you know, and, and love painting up their models, but not very much, not very many of us actually sort of take that step to making their own terrain and having something like this, where you can print out big pieces to sort of, you know, create statement tabletops. Uh, I think is something that a lot more people should have a look at and Terrainify do a very nice section of different bits and pieces in order for you to do that. Which I think it's quite nice. Um, as you've been seeing there from some of the photos, uh, they do big ruin structures, rocky outcrops, withered, evil, dark, um, folklore style forest, which I think is quite nice as well. Um, and they do all sorts of in-between bits and everything too. So you've got lots of different sort of elements that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Uh, when it came to tabletops but when you look at their site you're like oh that'd be cool let's just print that off stick it down on the tabletop and suddenly you've got something that works immediately as a scenario objective or something like that uh, and i think that's uh that's definitely one of the strengths of uh of what they create the other side of things this i think is quite nice is that like if you're printing out your models and and all that kind of stuff you need to have like the the best quality with those because you don't want to see the stepping and the marks and all that kind of things like that with terrain you can be rough with this stuff and you can sort of, you know, play around with it after it's come out of the 3D printer and sort of break things down and, and play around with things. If it does look a little bit, you know, quirky in places or if it printed wrong, suddenly that can become like a unique feature for your piece, which I think is quite a nice way of approaching things. You know, if a bit of a wall section doesn't print particularly well, chop and, you know, hack at it and twist it or turn it into like a break in the wall or something like that. And, uh, Just stick a bush over it. I've really, stick a bush over I it. I really like these. Yeah, so. <laughs> These are very the, uh, the crawl-like. Yeah. Yes, yes. They've they're, done quite a few sets like, of those, yeah. yeah. Of like strange mystical energies and warp things that sort of float around the tabletop, which is quite cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of really nice stuff that's been broken down into different sections as well. So you have stuff that would be good for sort of demonic tabletops, mm. stuff that would be good for your classic fantasy, underground locations, rocky highlands, um, you know, ruined cities and everything else in between, really. And, uh, rain and hell terrain. Rain and hell terrain. Very good perfect, for that. Yeah. You yeah. two can crawl across a pustule-based hill <laughs> or hide in the pus forest. Yes. Or get up and run through the pus lakes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Pus, pus, just pus. anything with the word pus attached to it is, is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good times. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was drawn. I, I really liked the larger piece that they did things like like the. Oh, there you go. There's the sort of twisty, ethereal stuff that they've done for Warhammer Underworlds, which is really cool. It's... And uh, and all the and all the other bits and pieces like that. But uh, yeah, I, I I liked the larger things because I thought like the dragon's perch was really cool. If you have big monsters on it and things like that. But stuff like this, as well as it being useful for playing out, you know being useful in games like Warhammer Underworlds. I think this kind of stuff would be really nice for dungeon delvers because you could suddenly, instead of having like the 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 dungeon lit by torches and lamps and things, imagine if everything was just these ethereal misty creatures or like, uh, you know, the last vestiges of magic that are sort of flickering around the inside of your dungeon and keeping it lit after, you know, eons have already passed and the mages that cast those spells are long dead. Maybe they're sort of part of their arcane signature is still there. 
in the surroundings around you. Man, I went into full Dungeon Master road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Really, yeah. yeah. Using lots of big words. That's the way to go. <laughs> so, so that makes sense. So, so these are all for Warhammer <laughs> Underworlds then? Yes. If anybody's wondering, Jerry's having his um, hips replaced. It's <laughs> <laughs> a matter of time. Uh, so yeah, the, the hexy that's basis. That's got the hex bases yeah. I think it's on as well, yeah, which is really nice. Uh, if you go to the, I think it's the last page of their of their selections, you'll see some of the stuff that they've uh, been uh, have done in the past and things. <laughs> Although obviously some of their big monstrous sort of volcanic stuff is kind of badass, um, but yeah, it's these it's the rubble stuff that I really like. It's these kind of incidental things that you'd use for building up stuff like frost grave and all that kind of thing. That's really nice, and their trees as well. I love their trees. Oh. <laughs> You've also met, go back up, Jerry. Oh my go lord, back. there's some stuff there, isn't there? Yeah, go, go back up, Jerry. Go back up, go back mm. up. Keep going. There's a there's a really cool like arcane henge. Keep going. There it is, the henge. Oh, I've already I've already opened the henge. Oh, cool, cool, fantastic. Then, brilliant. We can have a look at it. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, as I say, you know, there's very much there's not much more I can say really. They've they've done a really nice job on creating some fascinating terrain that could be used for a whole host of different tabletops. Really, so yeah, very nice. Brilliant. Cool. Could yeah. put that slinky lady in there. I was thinking, you know, <laughs> that you know the rune golem from that game that didn't last from uh rune, rune wars games. Rune wars, yeah. Imagine the rune golem stepping out of that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I would, but my twelve are multi based for Kings of Warriors is that metals. <laughs> They're not fitting through that. I also think that'd be a very big hinge. I think that'd be quite nice for sort of war machine as well. You could see like a kind of um Hordes vibe going on with those oh. with the troll bloods and stuff. Yeah, it'd be quite. This, cool. Do you know what this could be good for? Confrontation. It would actually, yeah, be very good for that. Yeah. What's yeah. it called again? Confrontation revisited, or what? What's the new one? Continuum. Continuum. It's one of those words about things coming on forever. Yeah. <laughs> Confrontation repeated. <laughs> Confrontation again. Yeah. Confrontation again. <laughs> Confrontation, electric boot. It, it um, hasn't gone yeah. away, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, stunning pieces that I think are well worth having a look at. And as I said, like a lot of people have been moving into the idea of just painting, you know, printing off, sorry, entire armies in you know with their resin and things. Have a think about terrain because you know if you're not yeah. interested in the idea of scratch building stuff, or if you can't get a hold of the materials you need to do the scratch building, getting the 3D printer out and printed out some big pieces of terrain. And just going at it with weathering materials and just slapping paint on can create some fascinating tabletops very, very quickly. But how many days are we talking about to print big terrain? That's the question. John, the expert, tell us. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I was in the I was in the studio last week, John, and you were paint, printing something, and you turned around to me and said that'll be four days to print that. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that that's a whole different thing because I'm printing for accuracy, whereas you could oh. for this sort of stuff you could lower. The, the layer height you can make it the layers mm. a bit thicker yeah. you're going to get the lines but you're as ben's been alluding to you can just sort of go at it with with weathering and all that sort of stuff and what I if i didn't want the lines then john uh or as little as possible lines wise um that red rock is probably about i would guess about maybe six inches tall so you're probably looking at about maybe a three-day print on an fdm machine and about 17 to 18 hours actually maybe just over 20 hours in a resin bed resin bath what are we looking at here is this pre-printed stuff 
yeah so this, yeah they have their own website as well yeah, yeah. I, I was noting the price going that can't be stls <laughs> physical very, but very pricey still yeah. but also um painted and finished as well <laughs> that's, Jerry. that's his left leg off now <laughs> It's the longest Formula One pit stop I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's definitely worth having a look at this because especially even if you picked up something like this or you did some of your 3D printing at home and then maybe looked at some of the pre-coloured stuff that comes from the likes of Monster Fight Club, I think you could set up some tabletop really quickly with some really nice looking stuff very, 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 very easily. So there we go. Right, that just leaves us with our Kickstarters then. Mm-hmm. And we have two. Oh, yes. The first mm. of which uh, we already had a little bit of chat about. We did. Brokeny yeah. Weave. Yeah, so last week you will have hopefully seen our uh, interview with Cubicle 7 with uh, Elaine and Emmett, where we talked about uh, Broken Weave, which is their new post-apocalyptic, as it says there, tragic fantasy setting that's been designed for 5th uh, edition, 5e, and uses the D20 system. Although, should say straight away, it's also going to be uh, compatible with their C7 D20 system, which is essentially very similar to what we've seen from from 5th edition <laughs> things coming love, out later this year as well. I love the way that trailer started, Magic is Broken. Isn't that most games Magic is Broken? <laughs> <laughs> this time it's broken in the in, in a different way, in Bell a philosoph- philosophical sense, I guess, <laughs> right? Uh, rather than just in a Justin's playing the game sense. Um, but yeah, so in this game, it's a little bit different from what you'd normally consider with D&D. You do play as heroes, but in some cases you're heroes that have been somewhat... Uh, had your sort of adventures forced upon you uh, because the world is broken magic is broken there is no more sort of uh arcane power within the universe and where it does exist it is almost corrupted and destroys everything around it and so humanity has found themselves or and, and as well as the other fantasy races have found themselves in uh havens in sort of like strange warping landscapes where sometimes a journey might take you a day suddenly a journey takes you four days five days an entire year time passes weirdly monsters have been twisted and changed so that they're not quite how you remember them for example there you've got a legally distinct owlbear that's not an owlbear a hoot monster as i like to call it (laughs) Uh, a hoot cub Um, it had a lot of hooters on it though did you see how many hooters it had I know, plenty of it. It's, it is Hooters McGore. But there we go. So anyway, uh, we have a... <laughs> and so you'll be diving into adventures where you're playing as these different heroes that have been sent out into the world around you to try and bring back things to keep your uh, haven safe, collecting resources, exploring strange ruins, uh, crafting rules have been built into the game. They've used the journey mechanics from Uncharted Journeys, which was their previous Kickstarter, and they've also did in the Adventures in Middle-Earth book and everything like that. So you've got lots of interesting things in there for kind of adding to that element of the game. They've developed a new set of classes, which are kind of um, twists on previous ones. So you have people like the Warden, who is like a little bit of a paladin, like a little bit of a fighter. But obviously, because there's no magic in there, it kind of like goes on this route of just being this like 
cobbled together warrior who's managed to carry around swords and equipment and stuff that belong to their father's father's mother's father or something and so that's kind of like their equipment having steel is a big thing in this world having access to metal is wild and it's like a, a treasure treasured item in of itself uh but then you've also got other characters like the sages and stuff who kind of rem- rem- have remembered everything from the eons past and have written it all down in books and that kind of stuff um on top of that, there's also, as as I mentioned, sort of like this sort of twisted beasts and things. So there's a a, a a a kind of set of rules in the game they've done for twisting existing D and D monsters. So you take something like an owl bear, and then you apply like a new template to it to sort of create a broken version of that character of that creature. Sorry, uh, and that can be thrown into your games and that kind of stuff as well. As you can see there too, over time. The people that that's weird. So you think that's a normal looking bird, by the way? That's a bird that's like the size of a person and is eating eyes, which is crazy. But yeah. But anyway, <laughs> you've also got those decayed versions of characters because as you spend further, uh, spend time further and further away from your haven, the world around you starts to decay you. And as you start to lose a sense of yourself, you become like these creatures. So the dwarves become these big, molten, fiery creatures. Humans become this kind of ghoulish. Uh, entities halflings are just ooze as if essentially all the gravy in their bodies has leaked out of their pores (laughs) and then you have the elves who are these big almost crystal masses which i think is fascinating so again it sort of plays on the idea of it being like DD, but a DD where everything is slightly twisted and shifted and very uncanny um one of the things that elaine and emmett said is that this would be perfect for almost playing like a future version of a campaign you've done in the past so say you played out some D&D campaigns and you created a world for it. Well, now set this, your new games of uh, Broken Weave, in that world maybe 10,000 years later where magic has shattered and broken. And so you see remnants of what used to be within the kingdoms uh, and then sort of like your characters have to go out and explore the stories and things that have been told about this new place that you're sort of exploring as well. So yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really cool idea. I am, uh, I am fully on board with it. And... Um, Spider stags. Else. Pardon, sorry. Spider stags. Spider. Yes, it's almost like a lesh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, if nothing else, I think the artwork is terrific mm. for this. They have been working very, very hard with a bunch of uh, of artists and concept designers and things like that to create some fascinating and interesting um, locations and creatures and classes and everything else. Uh, and I think this is going to be something that a lot of people are going to be very interested in. If nothing else, because I think it, it puts a really nice, unique twist on D and D. I think I think a lot of people play D and D, and they approach it from the sense of it just being like a murder hobo simulator where you dive in and you just kill countless <laughs> amounts of monsters and you know bring back loot and everything. I'm looking at you, Warren. Um, but <laughs> but with this, there's more of a focus on the idea of exploration and understanding and philosophy and you know building the settlement up and inter-character relationships and that kind of thing and i think that's going to be really fun for people to dive into and tinker with those core mechanics of that d20 system that the, the 5e system in a different way and seeing how they interpret it and uh yeah i think it's very cool oh i'm, I'm so excited especially when you've got <laughs> the intergenerational stuff as well because, yes you yeah, know, yeah yeah when your character is going to forget everything as Jerry will know in a minute once he drills his own brain. <laughs> Being able to just pass your legacy on to your your, yes. your descendants yeah. and keep going with the storyline yeah. in your haven, going yeah. generation after generation. Oh, it's so cool. I, I just I just love that idea of you playing some characters out for like a couple of sessions 
and then something happens and then your next session is 200 years later and you come back as the kids of those characters or something and see where things change and stuff it's a it's a really fun idea and a lot of the things that make the game uh unique are available as like add-ons and things so you have things like the breaking monsters deck where a gm a, a dungeon master or a gm would take say the template for one of those creatures that we talked about say like a hobgoblin or something and then you just draw two cards and it adds those two things onto their monster template so suddenly it's a hobgoblin now that has six legs uh two heads and um belches gas out of its mouth or something uh you know something really awesome so yeah very cool <laughs> Ooh. sweet sweet indeed <laughs> 13 days left on yeah. broken weave Mm -hmm. yeah. And then our final Kickstarter for this week is yeah. Acroma. Yeah. So uh, Acroma comes from the folks at Realm Runner Studios. Uh, this is a card game um, that's been out actually since last year. Uh, but this is a chance for you to dive in and pick up everything that's come, sort of come out from the first iteration of the game. Um, and and get your hands on the card game as well as dive into things like the role playing game and the uh, sort of like they've got like an app based adventure game as well which I think is quite fun. Uh, Acroma, I've, I've played it. I've had some hands on with it. It's been very cool. Um, it's set across uh, four realms, five if you count our own. Uh, and in that, you will pick up a deck of cards that's about thirty cards big uh, for sort of most games, although you can go up to forty with a different game mode. And I'm no word of a lie. Games can take from as as little as ten minutes up to about half an hour, so not very long at all, really. Um, when you sit down to play the game, you'll have your deck of cards. You'll shuffle it up. Blah 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 blah. The aim of the game is to either get to thirty shards, which is like thirty life points essentially, or reduce your opponent down to zero. Uh, in the center of each card, you'll see the little number there, and also the little colored segments that uh, that explains how many shards you need to play in order to put those characters into play so yes your life essentially the thing you need to achieve victory is also the resource you're going to be spending to put cards onto the tabletop you also see that there's things like plus two and stuff on these character cards that's how many shards you'll gain at the end of a turn as long as your characters have survived and they've not been killed by your opponents and all that kind of stuff and then of course all the different cards have lots of uh, other abilities that sort of filter into each other and allow you to create really interesting combos and all that kind of stuff on the tabletop um as i said there are four different sort of realms and across those different realms you get different styles of deck so for example you have chroma and then you have Ac acroma so if you click on that uh the dragon one there jerry and just bring that up you'll see these are two very different decks. so on the one side you have the ac the, you have the acroma which is led by tenebris there which is that really fun dragon character a lovely artwork in this game by the way as well and that's a deck that's very much focused on siphoning away shards from your opponent and adding them to your own pool as well as just taking them away from your opponent and on the other side you've got the chroma deck which is led by uh ignis there which is all about gathering up lots of shards throughout your game and things so it's a really interesting sort of tug of war between the two players at the tabletop where you're trying to make sure that you've got enough shards to keep playing out your cards onto the tabletop and build up this engine. But then you've also got to try and work out, work out how much you can put into that before your opponent will be able to take advantage of it. So for example, maybe you on your turn, you start with 10 shards, you put down two characters, suddenly you're down to four. 
you know you're going to get two at the end of the game, but if that if your opponent can suddenly then get rid of six off you, you've immediately lost. And so you have to really play around with the margins in the game, which is absolutely fantastic. And that's why games take as little as like 10 minutes up to, or I say up to about half an hour. So they're very, very quick and easy to play out. Um, I've played with all of the decks that you see there alongside a couple of the other ones as well that um, someone showed me how to play with. And uh, they were they were very fun to dive Where? into. What? Sorry, what? How, how have you played it? Oh, well, a lovely friend of the, of the channel called Charlie, who everybody knows, <laughs> who used to work for Warlord Games <laughs> and now works for uh, War Games Atlantic, uh, came and showed me how to play the game and stuff. So I sat down and had a couple of games with him. He kicked my ass quite a lot of times. So nice. Um, as I say, there is kind of like an app attached to the game. So you don't have to play with the app. You can play with tokens if you want. But it's a free-to-download app that'll basically track the shards between you and your opponent. And it just makes things easier to sort of keep keep hold of, really, when you're, when you're diving into the game. Um, deck building is really fun and easy. Uh, it's very, very simple. You can take as many of a of like sort of blank white cards as you want, but then there is a limit of two on the sort of like more impressive cards. So you can't sort of overdo it or one on some of them as well. Uh, as I say, there's another format, and they're also looking at additional ones that you can play with for organized play. Um, the other really, really nice thing is that while this is essentially a two uh, a two player game, so a one versus one, there's nothing to say that you can't play this game with like four, five, six people and go to like you know sort of magic level with things. You know, you play with big uh, two headed giant or anything like that. Um, so you, because Ooh. you just target other people around the tabletop and you just sort of take them out and then reduce enemies there and then suddenly it comes down to like a one v one and stuff at the end. So it's been really well balanced. So you can play with multiplayer as well as just having it as a two uh, one versus one. Experience. It looks uh, really well packaged from a collecting point of view. Oh as well. my god, yes. Yeah, I mean, this is the first edition set. So if if you really want to get your hands on these sort of stylized sets as you're seeing here, then you definitely want to go and check out the Kickstarter. The cards that you seeing here are going to be available in the future with previous well with continuous sort of print runs and things but they won't necessarily be packaged in the same way uh, but everything's been done in such a way that when you do get a pack of cards everything works together it's been kind of tutored and built so that it's playable straight out of the box uh, or of course you could do the deck building and things like that if you want to as well so yeah very cool oh i should also say you can deck build and stuff between uh, a realm. So you can deck build within the Siege of Draco Temple or the Curse of Curdle Hill, but you can't mix the two. So you can't bring dragons into Curdle Hill or anything like that unless you go down certain routes, potentially the future and all that kind of thing, which is quite cool. So yeah, definitely one that I think you should uh, have a look at. Is it based on a, a specific IP or have they built it all it's, up? Because some of the posters there look very like that manga thing that the kids watch. <laughs> it's 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 their it's their own entire world that they've created. Uh, the artist is an artist who worked on uh, League of Legends, so he's 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 worked with computer games and stuff in the past, and so he's created this almost kind of Ghibli esque world, which I think is quite nice. That sort of works really well uh, across all the different realms. And even if there is, even though there is such a difference in terms of um, characters and locations and monsters and creatures i think having that one coherent art style between all of them is really nice and i think it all sort of blends things together as as i was saying at the beginning and jerry's got it here they're also working on a role-playing game which works almost as much as a kind of law guide as much as it does kind of a role-playing game in its own uh way uh and there's sort of like an app game that you can dive into as well and have fun with uh later on down the line too but uh yeah they've got some 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 big ambitions for where they want to take a chroma, but at its core, it's just a really fun little card game. Like uh, I played 
five, six games this week, had a lot of fun with it. Um, and it was really interesting seeing how the combinations oh, come together. Because this week? The, so this yeah. is pretty fresh in your mind then. Yeah. So like as when it when it comes to like card games, the the base level is is the card game fun. Like I didn't I wouldn't have thought that the My Little Pony card game was great, but then I sat down and played it in a local store and it was freaking brilliant. And I love it, regardless you of the fact that it's about my little pony. You secret so, brony. <laughs> uh, yeah, only for about an hour and a half. Uh, yeah. uh, that's as long as it Part-time takes. Time. Brony. Part-time brony. Yeah. But, you know, it, you know, if a card game's mechanics are great, then it's definitely something you need to have a look at. And I would heartily recommend having a look at a Chroma. The Learn to Play video is very simple and easy to watch. Um, go and give it a look and, and see what you think. Because my garbled ramblings probably didn't do it justice. But there we go. So, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. 20 days left for a Chroma. Interesting to see where that goes. And uh, even the RPG sounds interesting. Yeah. Just, really just cool. as, you know, a background or, or like you say, lore guide, even if you're not planning on running it, just oh, to get an idea of where so the, the things card I've just remembered as well. Oh, my God. No, I'll, talk, I'll keep them for the future. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. I think that wraps us up for this week. We'll be back on Sunday morning for the XLBS where our cultists get to listen to us ramble and hopefully not listen to my neighbour drill through my wall. <laughs> Otherwise, we shall be back <laughs> next Friday for more of the same. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. <laughs>